0: A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill.
1: How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that.
0: Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there.
1: It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello
0: and welcome into Rock Hill CityCast. My name is Matthew Cray and here we aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. To my right, co-host Ashley Studebaker and to her left, you can keep track of all those directions, Adam Skull, Park Supervisor for Manchester Meadows. How's it going?
2: Doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, So we're going to, the order of today's show, we'll have some get to know you questions, some fun get to know you questions, then we'll talk a little bit about the park but first to know a little bit about you tell us where you grew up and how you eventually got to the city of Rock Hill
2: so I was born in New Jersey South Jersey which um I was there until second grade so I've been in Rock Hill since then aside from leaving for school um so I consider myself a Rock Hillian at this point I spent most of my life here um as far as how I got here to the city of Rock Hill, um, it was really so I went to I went to Clemson and got a degree in forest resource management, mm-hmm. and kind of did a couple different jobs after that, and then um, was just looking to make a career change and get into something a little bit more horticulture related, and saw a job opening or job listing. And uh, Ed Thompson, who I knew his kids growing up, um, I put in for it. He called me uh, and said, yeah, you know, we won't really have that job available for about a year if you can hold out. He called me a year later and said, come on in and interview. So so a cool job opportunity. Was there
0: also a uh, desire for you to get back to the city of Rock Hill or is that just kind of how it happened?
2: To travel back to the city of Rock Hill? Just
0: like I want to move back to Rock Hill to
2: work. I was, I, was, I was here.
0: Oh, you were already back
2: yes, here? Yes, correct. All
0: right, then I guess why the decision to stay? Because, you know, a lot of people want to get out and go somewhere else to do a job. Why stay here?
2: Uh, I had traveled a good bit and and had done it. You know, I was at Clemson for a while and, and stayed there for a couple of years after school and worked in the area and family's here. Uh, great mm-hmm. town. A lot of growth going on at the time. So I just decided good place to get back to
0: absolutely well what we're going to do is we're going to put a minute on the clock or we'll look down at the clock and time it out to a minute but we got some we call this our speed round so we're going to ask you uh some questions to get the juices flowing to learn a little bit more about uh the non-work side of adam so are you ready i guess what is your go-to fast food restaurant None. What is something you would not want as a pet?
2: Ooh.
0: Snake? Who was your idol growing up?
2: Mm. Mm, that's tough. Alright, mm. we'll, we'll come, back to C- that one. come back to that.
0: If you could obtain one quality you don't currently have, what would it be?
2: Uh being more talkative.
0: Okay. And if you could get rid of one bad habit you have, what would it be?
2: Mm. Being less talkative.
0: Okay. Uh, You've come to the right place. (laughs) Maybe this is a good substitute for the idle question. What did you want to be growing up?
2: Um, I think like a lot of kids when I was very young, uh, astronaut always was up there in the top 10.
0: Uh, favorite thing to do on the weekends?
2: Golf is up there.
0: Stay up late or get up early? Get up early. Uh, movies or TV shows?
2: Um, Netflix, TV shows, so kind of both.
0: What's the last thing you watched on TV? The,
2: mm, the new Star Wars, the Obi-Wan. Okay.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah. nice. Uh, favorite vegetable? Asparagus. Alright, so that's our time, and I have one more question that's more of a talker. Uh, do you like Mexican food?
2: I do. Okay. Um, I prefer um, more more authentic mexican food if you can find it
0: okay so here here's my we'll call it a dilemma question you can keep one or sorry you toss one dip one and eat one with a spoon queso salsa guacamole so you got you got your chips you can dip one you eat one with a spoon you toss one out which one do you toss which one do you dip which one do you what are my eat with a spoon you got salsa queso and guacamole which one are you tossing?
2: S- um, salsa. So you're Agreed. tossing the
0: salsa and yep. then which you got chips and eat with a spoon.
2: Guacamole with a spoon, queso with a chip.
0: Queso okay, with the chips. All right, yeah. there we go. That's a little bit about Adam. That's <laughs> I think that's my favorite that's a list good of question. questions we've yeah. done. Yeah.
1: What what would you do?
0: i uh, I'm a big queso guy. I'm not a big guac guy, so it's very easy for me. I'd spoon the queso, dip to the salsa, and toss the guac. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what about you? you got an I'm too?
1: I'm tossing the salsa, and I'm gonna eat the queso with a spoon because I mean it's ah, <laughs> so good. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna use I like guac, but sometimes it's just overpowering, so yeah. I need a chip. You know.
0: Cool. All right. Well, Adam, you are the park supervisor for Manchester Meadows here in Rock Hill, one of many parks. What does the job of a park supervisor entail?
2: Uh, so it's it's a lot, um, but as you would probably hear from a lot of PRT supervisors it really it's all about the staff Um, so as far as it was never more evident to me than when I did a stint at the vaccine clinic at the mall so I was gone from basically February to May of 2021 and day-to-day operations didn't skip beat it's a phenomenal staff out there so you know usually I would say oh oversee day-to-day operations but Obviously, they're handling it just fine. So um, one of the, I guess, less, uh, one of the things folks don't really realize is that a lot of park supervisors are on call Mm 24-7. So um, you get a fire alarm or security system alarm at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're getting up and going to work. So that's not exactly the most fun part about it.
0: Have you gotten a lot of those calls before just in the middle of the night?
2: Through the years, yeah. absolutely.
0: What's what's like the, I don't know if it's earliest or latest, you could probably classify it both ways, the most inconvenient time that you've <laughs> gotten one?
2: I, I think that maybe the system pings around 2 a.m. because it seems like 2 a.m. is kind of a consistent time to, to uh-huh. have some type of alarm trouble, okay. um, but that's, uh, you know, it, I've gotten them as early, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, Yeah. but then at that point you basically just stay at work, okay. no point in going home.
1: So for you, as far as um, your journey within Parks, Recreation, and Tourism, like did you kind of walk into Park Supervisor? Did you start out as programmer level? Or how did, how did that go?
2: So I, I have been at Manchester my entire tenure with the city of Rock Hill. Um, I started as a, a crew worker on the maintenance crew there. Um, and a couple of years later, moved into the, the crew supervisor position and a few years after that, uh, moved into the park supervisor position.
0: How does your degree in you said it was forestry management mm-hmm. help with what you do now?
2: So, uh, for better or worse, a big chunk of my job, and this is I wouldn't be able to do it honestly without having the staff backup that I do. But I've been kind of asked um, to be the uh, the tree person, okay. for, for better for lack of a better term for for the department. So. Um, I do deal, I would say maybe a quarter to a third of my daily, weekly, um, duties revolve around trees. Uh, so I have gotten back to that, Okay. Uh, which I love. I absolutely do. Um, it can be a lot, especially, you know, we just recently had some storms. So my next stop after this is actually to go look at some storm damage. Mm. Um, but it's. You know, I I love getting back to it and and helping other areas identify issues with trees or what can we do to help these trees. Um, But it's if you think about the the acreage that PRT has, it's not just these couple parks. It's anything we maintain, Dave Lyle Boulevard, Cherry Road, all the outlying parks around City Hall, you know, anywhere that we touch all of the trees. I'm getting phone calls.
0: Man, just to imagine the conversation between Adam and Matt Clinton. Yeah. That would be... Do you talk to him a lot? Do you guys
1: <laughs> converse a lot?
2: Matt and I do uh, converse a good bit. I actually got to go to a, a conference with Matt. Uh, we had a grant that allowed me to go to a comf- tree conference with him a uh, oh, nice. couple years a back. tree yeah. conference. It was awesome.
1: So we talked about kind of the, the rough part that people might not know that a park supervisor does. In addition to the trees aspect of things... What's the other fun side of being a park supervisor?
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun every day. It's something new every day. Um, it's working with, working with the staff, uh, supporting events, um, getting to, to see the fruits of your labor and your staff's labor when you do something like Special Olympics um, and just seeing the community having such a great time uh and giving back it's uh it is rewarding uh it's rewarding work
0: so you're a netflix guy and you like obi-wan as you mentioned mm-hmm.
2: every great character
0: has an origin story what is the manchester park origin story nice well put <laughs> good. Uh, y'all like that <laughs> yeah that was, that was, that was a nice. good
2: one. <laughs> uh so i started there in in o, august of 07 so i wasn't there for the the pre-construction and all that stuff um but we opened in, in 2006, June of 2006. So it's what's that, 16, yep. 16 years. Yeah. So um, before that, uh, from what I know, and just talking to, to the various folks at Ray Ferris and, and John Taylor and Mark Sexton that were there from uh, you know early on, uh, I believe that the the need was identified way back even in the 90s that uh, folks wanted additional soccer fields in Rock Hill. Um, get into the 2000s, and that's really when I think a soccer task force and Friends of Manchester Meadows, a, a citizen-driven group, uh, were formed to really start looking at um, feasibility uh, at that point. Um, as far as kind of, you know, where it went from there, of course you're getting into all of the conversations around funding and all that stuff, but I, again, I wasn't there. I'm not the the best person to ask about that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it, what you said, it was initially designed to be a an outlet for soccer.
2: I think that was part of the that okay. was part of the initial planning, but it was obviously designed to be a lot more than just a soccer facility. It's it's for the community. It's you know, trails, playgrounds. It's it's not strictly soccer. It's a it's a true regional park. Um, it's not a soccer complex, although a lot of folks refer to it that way.
0: Yeah. So let's let's dive into that angle, and then we'll get into the fact that it isn't a whole park but a big part of it at least is um soccer how big has the uh soccer impact been on that park in the community
2: as far as how it's helped how, grow soccer yeah, in Rockville, sure. yeah uh, I, I mean i think it's it's huge um And I grew up playing soccer in Rock Hill, so I played on the Cherry Park, rec soccer on the Cherry Park multi-purpose fields when I was playing travel soccer. It was wherever you could find to put kids at that time. Um, So having a facility like that helped grow, uh, you know, what was back then early on Discovery Soccer Club, which is a competitive and travel side in Rock Hill. Um, And then they've they've merged. They're now Charlotte Independent Soccer Club, but – The recreation program is at Manchester, um, but having these big high-level events. um, that We hosted the 2012 USYSA, yeah, that's right. Uh, The big national soccer championship, which was really the big granddaddy of them all at that time, Uh, but just having that kind of stuff puts you on the map and wants more people to come and brings kids in uh, to the area for soccer.
1: So there is um, a, a turf field at Manchester, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. maybe there's more of a Is astroturf
0: the correct term? A
2: regular turf or uh, Astroturf, I think is a brand name. So okay. it's just synthetic synthetic okay. turf. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Uh, so
1: that always obviously has not been there, I'm assuming. So like how kind of did that come about? like, because there's obviously the regular grass fields and now you have this elevated kind of status of a field how did that come about
2: they they were there from the beginning okay the two synthetic turf fields that was part of the design was to have those two that we call them kind of our championship fields uh because they are synthetic turf um but they've got the bleachers in between that seat 750 people on for Mm. each field and you know scoreboards and stuff like that so that was always part of the design but yeah there's those two fields and then there's six natural Bermuda grass fields
0: is that is that like a calling card? Like, do people like to come play in Rock Hill because they have the nice turf fields?
1: I mean,
2: that thing is yeah, that
1: thing is nice.
2: That it is. Uh, it's kind of odd with soccer specifically because some some upper echelon teams don't want to play on synthetic turf; they mm. want to play on natural turf only. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it is. It's it's a perk, and the way it is with weather around here is you could imagine. Um, When folks are looking to book events, especially in the wintertime or rainy periods, they really want places that have synthetic turf so you can play on.
0: How many weekends out of the year does Manchester host a soccer tournament, roughly?
2: Tournaments, roughly 20 to 25. Uh, That's not just soccer, though. That's every other, you know, lacrosse, flag football. We've had Quidditch there, spike ball, rugby. You know, we've really diversified. Um, But probably 20 to 25 major tourism events, but then, uh, you know, with our partnership with independent soccer uh we they use us for their home game matches so if it's not even called a true tournament we might have 50 60 teams that are playing league games mm. so it's it's wide open almost every almost every weekend
0: all right so quick quick sidebar here i remember when quidditch came mm-hmm. what, what was it like when you got the call that they wanted to bring a quidditch <laughs> tournament to rock hill did you know what quidditch was <laughs>
2: I probably shouldn't say this, uh, I know at least one of my coworkers will be upset, but I haven't really even watched all of the Harry Potter movies. Okay. I'm a huge fan, so I'm right there uh, with
1: you i don't I don't know much yeah, so, Potter, so
2: i I did not okay. know what it was. There was a lot of uh googling going on to try to figure out <laughs> what exactly it was yeah gotcha cool. I was just wondering
1: so there's uh talking tournaments and everything, and I guess specifically soccer is what i'm is what I'm gearing towards right now is like sometimes soccer does still happen at Cherry. Now is that because like it's an overflow of Manchester because the tournaments are so big and like how does that kind of, how does that work? That, Do you have to be at both places?
2: That's that's correct. Usually it's it's for large events that we have a couple times a year um, where Cherry Park and Harget Park only have one field each that's big enough to put a full-size regulation soccer field on but mm. they've got the small multi-purpose fields and even that the softball baseball outfields that you can put small seven-on-seven soccer fields on um so some events yeah they just if they want to bring 120 teams and they don't all fit at, at manchester and some of the ones that use all of manchester cherry park hargett park and bmx uh, oh, wow. they'll have upwards of 200 250 up to mm. 300 teams
0: all right, so we've covered soccer pretty well. Uh, if you could just give us a rundown of the amenities the park offers between the fields, the trails, the event areas, um, what what does that list look like?
2: Sure. So one of the one of the biggest amenities that actually brings people back to Manchester, especially for events, is uh, the amount of clean restrooms. Uh, so you know we've got the main soccer pavilion uh, building where, where our offices are located. There's a lot of a uh, lot of restrooms there. Um, there's also ancillary restrooms at our uh, promenade pavil- pavilion. That's kind of if you're familiar with the property, it's kind of down towards the maintenance building, then our lake shelter. So lots of places to go, uh, and believe me that it really is a, a huge selling point for folks when they come and, and tour the property. Um, we've got a lot of parking. It's typically around 620 spaces, which is very desirable for uh, particular to events. Um, it works. It's enough for most events. Some events if folks, uh, lacrosse events, typically they come in and play games and set up tailgate areas like it's a, a college football game and they don't <laughs> leave. So you end up with some parking issues for lacrosse events, but it is, that that's a, a pretty big commodity to a lot of event right holders. Um, Connectivity is a big thing um, uh, and not just the walking, cycling, you know, you can connect to the shopping, the retail stuff that's right over there beside Manchester, but you can bike or, or walk to uh, hotels are so mm-hmm. close now um, and connectivity to other other cycling and, and walking trails. Um, with that in mind also just the proximity to i-77 easy travel to get to the place easy travel to get to the airport if you're coming in on a flight um, we've got two well we've got one playground area it's fully ada accessible um it's kind of two separate units it's a it's a top lot for the two to five year olds and then a uh, you know the lot for the older kids are the five to twelve year olds so um that's a big draw Especially with your uh, church groups, daycares, you know, they come and just flood that that playground area. Uh, the rental areas, we've got three. The playground shelter up there is they're they're all extremely high volume. I mean, all year round, these these places are are rented. Uh, the, that playground shelter, the lake shelter with nice backdrop of the fountain, and then our conference room that's above the office space that's. Uh, I mean, that place is used sometimes two, three times a day for different oh, wow. different groups. It's it's high volume. Um, obviously, we talked about the soccer fields. Uh, they're all lighted, which is a, a big draw for folks. So there's um, two,
0: two turf fields, and then how many other fields?
2: Six natural grass fields. Okay. Yep. So
0: eight total or six total? Eight total. Eight
2: total. Wow.
1: Yep. So these other, you mentioned um, lacrosse, rugby, flag football too Mm. is there okay some seven on seven and then um so do you go and recruit these events or tournaments or do they kind of just know of manchester is it reoccurring ones
2: yeah we do uh so i do work with the tourism division uh pretty hand in hand uh sometimes going out to look at, at recruiting events a lot of times it's proposals or people calling to try to come in uh and then we, we, I get together with the tourism division and see what is a good fit. You know, do we want what do we want to entertain? Because we, we obviously can't take everybody. Um, but I'm very fortunate to where we don't really have to go out and try to book Manchester a lot, because honestly, we probably end up turning away uh, as many tournaments mm-hmm. as we, we have every year, just because we don't, everybody, another problem is everybody wants the same weekends.
0: So we asked this to Jason Reynolds when he was on here, and so I think I know your answer. But how much does weather affect your job?
2: Uh, it can be daily. It can be more than just once a day. Uh, it's it's substantial. It depends on the time of year. Uh, in the rainy period, especially especially in the you know early, late winter, early spring. Um, it, it can be just field saturation, uh, just constantly monitoring the weather and the field conditions, uh, and that balance between can we let this event or these leagues play, or is it too wet, is it safe? Um, so you have that scenario. This time of year you have the um, pop-up thunderstorm. You know, uh, It's funny because a lot of folks will call me and say, hey, should we cancel tonight? it's summertime but it's 50 50 shot I really can't (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not a meteorologist but I can't uh I can't tell you that um we can make our best educated guess but it it's a lot of potential uh lightning this time of year so we've got our our lightning policy a strike within 10 miles you're off for 30 minutes um it's a lot
1: so, I know with Jason, want something obviously softball fields, they dump diamond dry to kind of get things. Is there something that you can do to soccer fields to get it ready in a short amount of time?
2: There are some similar products to diamond dry. The, they're a little bit coarser uh, that you can go out to some puddled areas, and uh, in particular, like in a soccer goal, goalie area, and kind of use their drying agents. The two help to some extent manchester's fortunate it's it's got a incredible drainage system so mm-hmm. but in the winter time water doesn't really move very fast no matter what kind of drainage you have but in the summertime those fields almost drain too well
0: i so. was going to ask what makes it so drain so well uh
2: they're sand caps so uh, they're, they're if you took a, a, a plug out of them you'd see a whole lot of sand in the top layer Mm. Uh, so that helps but there's a I'm not going to get into it. there's a what's called a Cambridge drainage system that's got uh, sand slit drains every eight feet on center the whole length of the fields Mm. okay Uh, so it's a sophisticated uh, water movement system
1: so we talked about some of the different amenities at Manchester you know and a lot of the parks here in Rock Hill have the trails the playgrounds the rental spots what makes Manchester so different or even unique to all the other parks here in Rock Hill
2: Um, well, one kind of difference, but if you're going to compare like a similar size park with Cherry Park is obviously Manchester is wide open. There's not as much shade out there. Some people don't really like that. They want to be in the shade. Some people really want to go be in the sunlight. So it is a little bit different that it is so, so very wide open. Uh, obviously we talked about the two synthetic turf fields. They, they're, um, you know, unique to any PRT facility, um yeah, I mean the the lake area uh we, you know, that's a 2-acre pond with a fountain. The people really love that area, but it's uh, it's got a trail that wraps around behind it that's uh kind of a wetland area trail. Um so we do get a lot of school groups winthrop students that come out and do little environmental studies and and catch bugs and and all that kind of good stuff so that's a little bit unique i would say as well
0: i'm glad you brought up the fountain because that was going to be my next question that's just (laughs) such a cool area in the park um when when are you guys open when can people come enjoy the park
2: uh so we're open um May 1st through November 1st were open from 7 until 11 and then for those winter hours from basically November through April it's 7 until 9 p.m. Only kicker with that is that the no pun attended is that the fields are not open to the public they're Mm -hmm. they're scheduled uh, usages only uh, which if you go to some other facilities and you see non-fenced fields that are just open for play all the time you can't they're turn into dirt if you just allow people mm. out there whenever
0: how how often do people use the uh manchester i forget what it's called the the meeting facility in in the middle of the park
2: uh the conference room upstairs yeah. Yeah. um I, I don't don't have usage numbers yeah. but i mean it's every weekend especially this time of year every weekend's either a birthday party graduation party mm. uh mm. we've had weddings up there oh wow yeah um it's very heavily used by our partnering soccer uh, groups. They have a lot of uh, coaching and team meetings up there. Uh, tons of City of Rock Hill usages. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot. Like I said, sometimes it's multiple room changes a day just to, for you know switching from a City of Rock Hill setup to a wedding setup that yeah. the next morning. <laughs> yeah,
1: and your, so your staff, like do you have, is it one programmer, one, like what's your staff look like there?
2: We've got uh, f- five full-time maintenance employees and then two, um, I would just say, office administrative folks. Oh, okay. Um The Our soccer, what was our soccer programmer position, be- now independent soccer runs our rec soccer program now as of last year. Um, so he has taken over a lot of uh, for better or worse, when I was at the vaccine clinic, he took over a lot of the uh, reporting and mm. usage numbers and that kind of stuff. But in addition to that, he's kind of liaises between the different soccer groups okay. as well, since he's not running that program. But he's doing a phenomenal job and has taken a lot of that uh, that coordination work off of me.
0: Is there anything that we're missing or anything you'd like to add?
2: Um. I don't think so. Uh, I think you've really hit most of what, what I'd kind of prepared. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, is there any follow-ups? Do you have an answer side? for
1: who your biggest idol was when you were a kid? <laughs> we said we'd come back to it. So. I mean,
2: when you say kid, what what's the age uh, cutoff?
0: You can really define that at this point, since we don't have an Cause answer. Because you used
1: to play, you said earlier before we started recording, you used to play in a band. Was it a musician? Are you a sports guy? The family member.
2: Uh, I mean, it was probably a variety of sports. Uh, I was big into into soccer uh, okay. and tennis back then. So, it really it's tough for me to nail one down.
0: <laughs> just just give us at least one of them. It that maybe it's not the only one, but someone you enjoyed watching.
2: Mm.
1: Andre Agassi. No. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, I was I was a I was a pretty big uh, Pete Sampras fan. Though. Okay, okay. Okay. On cool. the tennis side.
0: Well, I'd be remiss if we didn't get out of here before wishing Ashley a happy birthday. Oh
1: thank you. Yes. On
0: her birthday, she decided to come here and hop on Rock Hill City Cast because what better way to spend your birthday than (laughs) podcasting?
1: I I hope you all feel very special. I feel I feel extremely
2: special. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Adam. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.